Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, good morning, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock, and if you'd like to join us, you can. We're the car show. We're talking about cars, your cars. We can talk about tires, fan belts, oil change intervals, air pressure, um, uh, wax in your windshield, do all that kind of stuff. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. And sitting here today with me is my daughter, Andy. Good morning. Good morning. And Andy actually runs our operation. She's in charge of all the men there. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> how hard is that? <laughs> Some days are better than others. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. But uh, Overall, we have a really good group of guys. But what what I hear is, is the women love you. Because having a woman, a woman at the front counter, sure. and and a decision maker, and all that kind of stuff, yeah. that makes a big difference. Yeah, and so it's easier. But there's also, and I'm proud of this. We're they're also within our organization. Now, how many people do we have? Probably between fifteen, fifteen and twenty. Okay, we don't have a big discrepancy amongst ourselves. We don't have technicians that say, change oil every 3,000 miles no matter what kind of oil you have. We don't have that. Mm-mm. We don't have the spark plug argument about when you change the spark plugs or what spark plugs to use. Or if you have a Ford, you use Autolite. And if you have a GM, you use Delco. We don't have all that kind of stuff. No, and I think everyone pretty much, you know, there's certain ways that we want things done, <laughs> to put it lightly. <laughs> um And so I think that they kind of understand our perspective or our point of view or, you know, processes and and just different things, you know, like fuel injection services. Mm -hmm. This is not, you know, not including GDI, things like that. But um, the GDI is what? Direct injection. So, um, you know, before we've always talked about, you know, fuel injection flushes or kind of wallet flushes if you're not having symptoms, things like that. Most of the technicians, of course, agree, but just we we lay those <laughs> ground rules <laughs> in the hiring process. <laughs> well, and 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 we uh, to, so so everybody knows we don't have lots of turnover. No, we got Eddie there. How long? He's been there thirty four years. Okay, Ron, how long has he been there? Um, he is. Was here for a few, you know, a bit and back. He's probably been here almost 10 okay. or somewhere around And there. you've been in the company? For a long time. Too long. <laughs> no. Um, 20 plus years. And your, and your brother, Alan? Is 20 probably pl- 25. Okay. Yeah. And that's right. Because he, yeah. he's older than you are. Yeah. So, and then Colleen, our accountant. Oh gosh, she's since, been, yeah, since, since the 80s. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. um we we and then our service writers, we got Daniel. Daniel's yeah, been he's there been a there a long time. time. Jeff's been with our us parts for, manager. yeah, for almost 25 years. Yeah. So, um we we have some a lot of long-term yeah. employees and part of it has to do with our Monday through Friday schedule. It, it, you yeah. know, they all have an opportunity to spend time with their family and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But at the same time, um, we lose the income stream associated with Saturday or Sunday. Sure. But, but it's worth it as far as the employees are yeah. concerned. So if you have a call, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. You hear me talk about 
um, other shops in the valley, and I've identified lots of shops in the valley that are good guys, that are honest and they're dependable, and they're interested in taking, making sure what's done is in your best interest and does not line their pockets with gold. And Action Auto is one of those at I-17 in your valley. I've known Tom since 1983. He does a good job. He understands quality workmanship. His technicians aren't going to pull the wool over his eyes. He has a fast turnaround time. He has ASE Master Certified Technicians. So if you're anywhere near I-17 in Deer Valley and you don't have a repair shop or you want to try a new one, may I suggest Action Auto, Action Auto Repair, I-17 in Deer Valley, the northwest corner. There's a caller. Who might that be, Gil? Say good morning to Laszlo. Laszlo, good morning. Good morning, Laszlo. I have <laughs> Laszlo calling. Mark, I do have a uh, uh, 221R uh, uh, number 4 hybrid. And yeah. I call you about, uh, I do have a problem with the lighting. My wife doesn't like it because we have about 10 feet uh, blind spot. And, uh, 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 and uh, I had order from Amazon uh, uh, fog light. And they don't fit too well. I mean, uh, you know, the uh, the plastic cover is uh, right now. That I don't have a light. I wonder if then that can be modified and uh, use the same light that I ordered already, and and uh, put it on on that uh, plastic cover. Okay, Andy. Um, I yes. I would say you could take what you've already purchased to a shop and kind of tell them what you want done, um, but they may have a better idea of what would fit in that space um, space. Yeah, Uh and and work appropriately. What part of town are you in, Laszlo? I'm in Litchfield Park, uh, uh, close to, uh, uh, what what is that, Uh, Dicer and uh, Camelback Road. Oh, um, I don't know who that is. Uh, Auto Dynamics. Auto Dynamics. I yeah. You might okay. you might call you might you might try um, Auto Dynamics. I know that they have some good guys there that think outside of the box, and uh, it's not a bad idea to to run it by them. They're at um, they're on the north side of Grand and 99th Avenue, 99th and Grand, the northwest corner. I'm Great. sure it can be done. It just you got to find a you yeah. know talk to a shop. I'm sure it can be done though. And, and let me follow up on that. We see that all the time. Yeah. And Alan, yeah. your brother and my son, mm-hmm. um, hits his job to figure that out. Mm-hmm. There has been times where they bring an eight-inch bulb that they want to fit in a square hole in sure. their bumper. So <laughs> there is going to be times where no, if you want something, you'll have to buy new lights, and these lights will fit in the existing hole in your bumper, so forth and so on. Yeah. And then how do you want the lights? Do you want a separate switch for the lights, or do you want them to come on automatic with low beams? The problem is, is you can't have them on high beams. Now you have four more than four lights to the front. And so you yeah. got all these things that go on, but there's if you have just two headlights and you have two fog lights, you're okay. Yeah, I think you just need yeah. to go to a shop and just say, this is the issue that I'm having. We're not having yeah. enough light or we're having a blind spot, whatever the case may be. I bought these lights. Look at them. Let me know if they'll work. If not, can you propose something that would fix this problem, essentially? And we could actually be explore, be too, that if we could do a different light bulb that might be yes. shot brighter or a wider track and all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, he's got a 2021, though, so I'm 
assuming that whatever is in there is probably a pretty pretty good bulb, but may, maybe there's something brighter that you could use in the headlights. More than likely, it's LED mm-hmm. already. The question is, is does it have a yeah. pinpoint view in front of it or 180 like a degree? Yeah. yeah, like a flood mm-hmm. or a curb to curb. Yeah. So that's what you have yeah. to do, Laszlo. You have to do a little bit more work, but there's plenty of guys out there that could uh, could hang those lights. Kurtz at I-17 and Bell could hang your lights. Um, uh, Action Auto. Uh, Action Auto um, could could run your lights. Uh, uh, Harkers could could fix, fix your lights and, and install them, and then put them on a switch if that's what you want. What what I like yeah. to do is is I like to run my fog lights and my my driving lights with my high beams. So I wire them into the high beams. So when I click the high beams, because there's no one in front of me at that time, I light the road up 180 degrees. And when I see a car coming at me, I hit the high beams off, and my floodlights or my driving lights go off as well. So you've got a variety of ways to hook that up, okay? Yeah, great. Okay. Uh, Tell me again, 99 and uh, the closest one to uh, Litchfield Park? Grand. 99th and And Grand, the northwest corner. Automotive, yeah, automotive dynamics. Automotive dynamics. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Uh, uh, it helped very good uh, uh, previous calls uh, that I called you about my pickup truck, my Volvo, and uh, uh, I'm very appreciative that you guys are helping me out. Okay. Well, You're thank welcome. you, Laszlo. We, we've been blessed in every way. We started in business, my wife and I, together in 1979, so we've been blessed. And giving back is part of the family uh uh, the idea. So thank you for noticing and, and thank you for your call. 602-508-0960. We already have another call. Who might that be? We have Lee. Say good morning. Lee, good morning. How can we help you? I'm doing good, Mark. Um, I've got a 2014 Dually Ram diesel. Uh, it's got two cameras on it. One for the bed and one for the backup. Is there any way the backup camera is actually in the mirror? And the and the uh, bed cameras, actually the big display in the center of the dash. Okay. Is there any way to switch those? Oh, I'm sure there is. <laughs> the 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 ones on the review mirror you said, and ones on the main screen. Yes. Hmm. I, I don't look in the bed that often, and that's in the big screen. Yeah, we understand. You'd like to have the big screen on the rear bumper looking in reverse. Yes. Um, I think, uh, should we send him to Alan and, and see if Alan's ever done that? Yeah, he might okay. be. Or no, there might be a setting within the... You're right. Within the... Um, is there a, a settings option within that display that lets you choose the camera? Have you looked at that? Yeah, I've tried it. I've actually had a buddy of mine that's good with electronics, and he couldn't do it either. Yeah, okay. I, I I don't know offhand. And 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 I'll tell you, we're gonna we're gonna send you to Alan. Alan is my son. He does this okay. kind of stuff. He installs LEDs. He installs fancy lights. He does all that fancy stuff. And he's a Dodge extraordinaire. And I drive okay. the same truck you drive. I have a twelve Ram Dually. And uh, and but I I don't. My backup camera I think is on my tailgate latch. Mm-hmm. And um, and so I I don't know the fourteen years is two years newer and if it's still got the tailgate latch on it or uh, the tailgate camera but if not and it's up uh, up above the the back window in the cab then 
it really depends on what's feeding those cameras. Is it two wires yeah. that are electrical, and perhaps you take this one off and plug it into this one and this one? We don't know. And somebody's going to have yeah. to look that up on a wiring schematic. But Andy's right. Yeah, the first thing we'd look at is, is can we switch the cameras on, on your Dodge? And, and you, can, you can just call the, the Dodge dealer if you want and say, can you swap these cameras? Here's my phone number. Would you check with the appropriate people and call me back? And I would call two Dodge dealers and see what they say. Yeah, I would definitely. I've, yeah. I've, called, I've called the one up here in Scottsdale, and they said, no, that's the way it is. It can't be changed. Okay, I would just but, check with another one. I would just check with another one and too. I'll, t- I'll tell you who else is pretty good with this kind of stuff is stereo guys, the stereo shops that install speakers and amplifiers mm-hmm. and do all that fancy stuff. They're really good with stuff like this. You might try uh, what's that one on Broadway Road in Tempe? Uh, Sounds good to me. Yeah, I would also try um, at least call Cartoons in Tempe. It's K A R. Um, but- and we use them a lot. K A R T O O N S. No. Okay. K A R T U N E S. Oh, cartoons that yeah. way. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and Tempe, and maybe ask them also if they um, have heard of it, know of how to do it, or if it can be done. They're going to have to either switch the cameras wiring, or they're going to have to switch the cameras in the software, mm-hmm. one way or the yeah. other. And that's it. cartoons is one that we use a lot, so I think you'll be happy with them. Yeah. All right. I got one other. I got one other little problem. If you got a minute. Okay. Uh, when I put a load on it, like I pull a fifth wheel, and when I put a load on, I get a little bit of a vibration out of the rear end. Is that is that the? Uh, uh, How aggressive uh, are your tires? Uh, they're, they're just standard road tires. Okay. They're not big, they're not big tires, but, uh, a friend of mine said it so you don't spin the wheels. It's a, it's a torque reduction thing or something. That's that's not true. Uh, Here's the deal. The difference between the truck with the trailer and the truck without the trailer is the noise. So it has to be something to do with the tires because the, the, and, and what I would do is I would change the inflation. I would run them at maximum inflation, what it says on the sidewall, run them at maximum inflation empty, and then run a maximum inflation when you haul your fifth wheel and see if, the, if you've changed it. You're not right. going to change it for the worse. You're going to change it for the better. But if you've well, got a mud feels- and snow, if you have a mud and snow on there, you have an aggressive tread on there, then that can cause a vibration once we load it with the tongue of your trailer. So, yeah. all right, got to run. Good luck to you. The lines are open, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960, and we'll be right back. This is Matt Crowder, live at the gas station on 41st Street, reporting on those skyrocketing gas prices. Excuse me, miss, are you buying less gas now because of the high prices? Oh, I never pay full price for gas anymore. I just use the free Upside app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute, are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the Upside app? Yes, I get real cash back every time I buy gas. Well, does that actually add up to anything? I've made around $200. Wow, well, there you have it. Stop paying full price. Price for gas. Download the free Upside app and get real cash back every time you buy gas. This is Matt Crowder Radio News Network. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code SPEED for an extra 25 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, to PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code SPEED for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code SPEED. 
When I have an asthma attack, I feel scared. It's like tiny nails in the air poke my lungs. I start to cough. Sometimes I, my parents have to take me to the hospital. Today, one out of thirteen children suffer from some form of asthma, accounting for nearly one third of all emergency room visits. I feel like I'm choking. It's kind of like an elephant is on my chest. A little whistle sound comes out when I breathe. But while your child may suffer from asthma, asthma doesn't have to make your child suffer. There are simple ways you can prevent your child's next attack. To learn more, call one eight six six No Attacks. That's one eight six 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 two eight eight two two. Log on to www.noattacks.org or call your doctor. Because even one attack is one too many. I feel like a fish with no water. Brought to you by the EPA, the Ad Council, and this station. Andy Salem sitting here with Mark Salem, and we're here at your service. And uh, we're going to talk real quick about automatic transmission exchange at 40th Street in Washington. Phil's been around since Jesus was a baby. Phil's been around transmissions when they still they first came out. He's really good at diagnosing the problem if you can show him how to make it happen. But he's not going to be able to diagnose a problem that happened last Thursday. So the idea is he's good with that kind of stuff. But if you need a transmission repair or if you've been bid a transmission overhaul, it's a good idea to call Phil over at Automatic Transmission Exchange. Josh, you're up first. How can I help you? Morning, Mark. Love the show. Thank you. Um, I just bought a 56 uh, Chevy truck, and uh, it's got a 350 and stuff, so I'm going to change all the um, fluids and stuff in it. Mm-hmm. How do I get all the fluids out of the um, uh uh, rear differential? Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, we usually just And the torque converter, too. Okay. Well, on the torque converter, it's an automatic transmission. It probably has cooler lines going to the cooler and the radiator in the front? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I th- yeah, I think it does. Okay. If that's the case, one of those lines is suck and one of those lines is push. And, and, you know, what we usually do is we take the, the cooler lines off and we put a piece of 3 eighths line on it that's three feet long. And we put that in one bucket and we take the other one and we take, put it in the other bucket. And then we tap the starter, run it for a second, and then get out. One of them's sucking and one of them's pushing. And so, obviously, you want to suck out the most you can and, uh, and, and go from there. So you can do it that way, and that's the easiest way to do it at home. But if you, one of those hoses, if the pressure hose on that transmission gets away from you, you're going to have a hell of a mess. I'm talking a big dog mess. that you'll, It'll take you forever to clean it up, especially if the oil that comes out of there is brown. So, right, and, okay. and your 56 Chevy is just like the 55 Chevy we have. And I'll tell you a real quick story. The thing would go 46, but it wouldn't do 47. And I worked on that thing forever. One day I filled it up, and the next day my wife goes, your track is leaking gasoline all over. And underneath the cab, which is the same as yours, underneath the back seat, there's a metal line that comes out, but then it goes through a hole, and then it goes rubber forward. And that metal had deteriorated, and it had a hole in it. And so I was sucking air when I should have sucked fuel. Once I replaced that, this thing would have done 70 if it didn't have 456 gears in it. <laughs> but but it, 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 it's, it were, we, like Blackwell and a lot of other guys in town, we grew up in those trucks, so we know them well. But that's how I'd do it if I were you, okay? 
Now, now one one other question. Now, is synthetic? Can I go strictly synthetic on from uh, engine oil all the way to the rear end? If you and want to, mm-hmm. if you want to, what it, would you tell him on the synthetic on a '56 Chevy? What do you mean? Oil change interval five five thousand. A full synthetic or yeah. semi synthetic? Full, full synthetic. I would tell him, yeah, probably eight to ten. He's okay. not even going to put that on the. The yeah. truck, that's the other thing, is you're you're probably not going to drive it a bunch. So at the same time, why not use a semi-synthetic? Or even a conventional, because if he's going to put three to 5,000 yeah. miles a year, then just use a conventional oil. Yeah, I, I w- you, you'll be fine. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Now, now what about EFI? You know, um, do you have anything about that? I mean, is it worth putting on a 350? We, we've we've done them. Oh well, yeah. You have to put a pressure uh, a pressure pump in either in the tank or uh, on, on a frame mount, and it's going to be an intake manifold with a computer. Yes, they're easy to do. It's going to be north of a thousand dollars. More than that, I, I think. know. Yeah. But I got to say, north of a thousand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think that it can be done. It's sometimes the money aspect of if people decide they want to do it. And and then keep in mind you've got an old distributor, so you're probably going to want an electronic distributor with that has more than thirty thousand volts, maybe fifty or sixty thousand volts. And then you're going to change the timing, which is easy to do. So there's about five of us in town that could do that to pull it off. But at, at the very low end, you're going to be at the three thousand dollar mark. And and then if you're going to do ignition system, that that's another thousand so bucks. Basically, what we're telling you is it's somewhat of a snowball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because you, you start with one thing and then it just, yeah, no. <laughs> Not only that, you bring up a good point. Then he's going to have to open up the exhaust on that thing to move all that air. And yeah, so it's, gonna, it's no different than, you know, oh, I want to lift a truck. Then I'm putting wheels and tires. And then my wife can't get into the truck, so I need to do power steps. And then I need lighting. <laughs> and then I need this. And then I need so check with, we, if you bring it to us, we need to know from your wife. <laughs> Right, right. Well, well, Ben, it, it, it might be uh, cheaper for me to put an LF in it. Oh, well, yeah. go ahead. Do whatever you want to uh, do. I would stick you, with you've the You've just tripled the bill now. Yeah, yeah, I would stick with the 350. <laughs> yeah, I would too. All righty, good luck. Thank you very much. Jack, you're up next. Jack, how can I help you? Good morning. I, I got a question about a 2000 F-150. Okay. I called you a while ago about it. Um, I think it was about a year and a half ago we had problems. We ended up re- fuel injectors uh it ran great and then about six months later cylinder two started throwing misfire codes and turns out the fuel we took it back to the shop and the and the fuel injector was cracked and so they replaced that and of course it ran fine now about a year later uh we're getting misfire codes on two again and sometimes on four and um, so we checked all the normal suspects, the the spark plug wires and the spark plugs. And okay, but we got to get. Let's move on. Go ahead. So what I'm wondering is, is what what would your experience be? How likely is it another fuel injector has failed? Or I've been reading that sometimes there's these little EGR ports in there that plug up. What's what's your experience well, on the likely culprit? EGR port has nothing to do with what we're talking about, oh. other than the fact that if you had a buildup of carbon on the back of the valve and it's absorbing some of the gasoline, which is not getting into the cylinder, and that's not creating. But typically what that does is, is just cause an imbalance in the cylinder contribution. 
So you're, um, first of all, I would have never done what they did. I would have taken two out and put it for three, and I'd put two, three into two, and then I would have seen if the problem moved. Mm -hmm. That's what I would have done. Now all of a sudden you have another problem, but here's the deal. When you start messing with the air-fuel mixture, you're going to get out of parameters that the computer's used to seeing. So the first okay. thing we have to do is, is we have to make sure our air-fuel mixtures are correct, and we have to make sure it's a fuel delivery problem instead of a spark problem. Mm -hmm. So there's there's a lot to do. What part of town do you live in? Well, I'm in New Mexico. <laughs> oh. Well, I'll tell you what to hear. I'll tell you, um, this is what you do. You go to a, a big Napa store, and you pull yeah. the old gray-haired guy aside, and you yeah, say you to him... I want to know the best shop in town for performance and for, for codes and, and Chevrolet and, and this and that. He doesn't rebuy parts and return them, which means he's trying them on and they don't work, and so he sends them back. The the parts stores will know the good guys in town, and that's what yeah, I would you, do if I... You, you told me that before, and I did that, and we got fixed. Yeah. Okay. There's but so many things that could cause it. Yeah. yeah. You're, there's A shop will be able to find it in less than an hour. But people will come in, they say, I have an engine miss. I have an engine misfire code. Somebody says, yeah. I have a bad injector. Da, 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 da. And we find the EGR valve is half open. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so we don't work yeah. off of other people's diagnosis, and it's not a good f idea for you. You look them in oh. the eyes, and you say flat out, you're going to fix it for $312, and I'm not going to have the problem when I leave. And right. I want my old parts back because if all hell breaks loose, yeah. you want to put the old injectors back on. I got to run. Brian, you stay right there, and we are going to get you first on the other side of the break. We have four lines open: six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty, six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. And if you'll tell us you're making model of your car, maybe the mileage, tell us what. The, excuse me, tell us what the problem is. That helps us out a lot. Andy's sitting next to me. She's been in our, well, she's been in our family forever because she's my daughter. <laughs> but the idea is she's been around cars for a lot longer than most of the guys that come up to the front counter. So she has an abundance of information, and we'll share it today. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app, your Alexa, tune in, iHeart, and odyssey.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. Uncover, uncover retirement concepts you need to know. Optimize your income. Minimize your taxes. Do it with a plan. Understand the process and challenges of retirement planning with best-selling author Alan Kiefer. Let's get smarter about planning our retirement and succeeding at retirement. Tune in to Top Gun Retirement Hour with Alan Kiefer. Saturdays at 8 a.m. right here on 960 The Patriot. Hey, kids, let mom help with your science project. This new mom wants her kids' science project to thrive. Too bad she hasn't cracked a science book since 1985. A metathesis reaction? Compounds, mixtures, and elements. Even this baking soda volcano is too big of an experiment. Whoa. Now she's completely forgotten the periodic table. Now she's burning a hole through the kitchen table. Burning with science. But her kids' love for their mom is truly transparent. Proof you don't have to be perfect to be the perfect parent. Don't tell Dad. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of siblings in foster care will take you just as you are. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. This is the story of a very special woman. 
In a matter of seconds, she turned herself into a great mathematician or an entrepreneur. Her knowledge was limitless and still is. She could also make monsters disappear, especially those that lurked in the shadows under the bed. Once, this woman put back together a teenage girl's broken heart, which had been shattered in a thousand pieces, just by giving her a bear hug. She masqueraded as a regular person at work, but as a superhero at home. Everyone knows her as Gabriella. I still call her mom. Your hero needs you now, and AARP is here to help. Find the care guides you need to help, complete with tips and resources, at aarp.org caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. After I got out of the Marine Corps, coming back home, it was just a mental breakdown for me. I was on the verge of giving up. That chapter, that season in my life was over. Now what? Who was I? That's what I kept asking myself. The pressure to have it all together, to heal, to quiet down the monsters inside, it was too much. I lost it. I had heard about the Wounded Warrior Project. I had seen the logo and that visual of a warrior carrying another warrior. The programs that the Wounded Warrior Project offers, it's not just the veteran themselves, it's, it's their whole family, it brings it all together. We have scars that we carry, and just because the scars are there doesn't mean that we're any less than what we were. Right now, I, I'm the best version that I ever have been of myself. I can embrace the brokenness. You wouldn't go into battle alone. You don't have to fight this alone. Visit woundedwarriorproject.org slash not alone. Thousands of young people are dying from counterfeit prescription drugs laced with lethal doses of fentanyl. Just one counterfeit pill laced with fentanyl can kill. Visit onepillkilled.org to learn more. All about that demon automobile, the metal monster with the polyglass wheels in Welcome back, everybody. That thing been taping the whole time? Uh, that's a bad idea. <laughs> Hold on just a minute. Let me turn up your microphone. All righty, 602-508-0960. Mark Salem and Andy, my daughter, and she's been with our company for 472 years. And so she's here, and she actually runs our company, and uh, her and she runs her son, her brother too. Mm-hmm. Is kind of is that kind of like a little brother kind of a thing? Except <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> he's it, it, very much bigger than I am yeah, no, physically. I know, <laughs> I know, but it's it's kind of the relationship between you and Alan. I'm yeah. sure he doesn't come in and chew on you, but there are times you go and say, "Did you really say this?" or "Did you really do well, this?" He's a Salem, so yes. Okay, okay, <laughs> very funny. Okay, Blackwell Autos at 40th and Greenway. Tom knows right from wrong. Tom knows good, and he's really a good hot rod guy. So if you have an older model vehicle, whether it's a Chevy, a Ford, a Dodge, a Nissan, a Toyota, whatever you got, and you've got a problem and nobody's been able to fix it, then Blackwell at 40th Street and Greenway would be a place I would take it. He worked, He has two different divisions. He has mother and dad's cars, which is up-to-date cars, and then he has the vintage division. Just like many of us, they work on both cars. So Tom's good for the old cars, and he's well-skilled on the new cars. Blackwell Automotive, 40th in Greenway. Brian, you're up first. How can I help you? Well, thanks a lot, you two. And you're very humorous, and I love the show. I think I heard it first and then probably a replay. 
I wouldn't let Alan in the room anymore. You guys are having too much fun. <laughs> you know, but, when he's here, our button, the mute button that takes out five seconds yeah. of airtime, we have to push that button a lot on Alan. Probably have to replace it by the end of the show. Right. Yes, it would be worn out by uh, then. I'm calling back. I, I knew you years ago, and I, and I, a little bit, and um, I'm your age. And uh, <laughs> But... I'm calling back from several months ago, and you may recall, well, first of all, I'm the guy that ruined your show one time when we had to talk about 10 Winter 30. Okay. On motor oil. Okay. And we lost, I think, most of your demographic that morning, but um, mm-hmm. getting to the car, the vehicle, it's an uh, 18 Colorado with, a, I think it's a 3.6, and the book said transmission service at 45,000 miles, and we both were kind of perplexed because nowadays, of course, they're usually going up 100,000 miles, and then life happened, and I procrastinated also, and I got a chatter in that transmission, so I called the Chevy dealer where I bought it used, and the service advisor, or the service director is kind enough to call me back uh, the next day, and he says, yeah, he said, you know, we've had that, you get a chatter in them, I don't believe we've had one go out. So I got it over to Thompson's. I used to use Kurt, and they're great, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I moved on East Valley now, and I got it over to Joey and met Brian, too. They're wonderful people, and they did the they did the service and the filter, of course. And there's no dipstick on this thing. I guess there's an inspection hole somewhere. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. So anyway, okay. long story short, the chatter became less, and now I've got 5,000 miles. I called them the other day. I'll be going in Tuesday. <laughs> Excuse me, they're going to flush it and put an additive in it. I'm going to get the coolant done, too. But I wanted to point out the importance of changing this fluid at 45,000 miles. And that's basically why I call it. Okay, but but, um, let me just change what you're saying. It's important to know the the interval of fluid changes on the car you own. Yeah. And it's in the owner's manual. So there's lots of people out there that have this 100,000-mile vision, but their car calls for a 50,000-mile service. And the other way around, they're changing it at 50 when the car's calling for spark plugs at 100. Mm -hmm. So thank you for that. Thank you very much because that's a real-time issue. But for most part, the owner's manual is the Bible for your car, and you should follow that as close as you can. But thank you very much for that, Brian. Jane, you're up next. How can I help you? Hi, Jane. Hi. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't hear my name. Uh, thank you, Mark. Um, <clears throat> I am uh, looking for a new car. I have a Buick Enclave, which is from 2012, and um, I just thought now is the time to probably get a new car. I do not have a rear camera, and I don't have the side lane alerts, which are two things that I want. Um, so what do you suggest? I'm... Looking at another Buick, possibly the Envision, or possibly a Hyundai Santa Fe. But two of the cars that you mentioned, we like. Yeah. Two of the cars you mentioned are not problem cars in our shop. Okay. Um, and as long as you you know know the owner's manual and where to find all the stuff, I think you'll find whatever you want in either one of those. And so we have customers that are happy. Sonata, was that what it was? No. Um, a Buick Envision, Envision and, and then a Hyundai Santa Fe. Santa Fe's, I mean, we have a lot of customers that have them, are happy with them. Um, maintenance, I mean, just maintaining your vehicle is 
huge. So no matter what vehicle you get, knowing the service intervals, knowing all of that, keeping up on it. And, and and there's nothing that sticks out on either one of those mm-hmm. cars that's a pattern failure. Oh, that thing, you're going to do air conditioning work every 60,000 miles. That's not the case. Both of us are shaking our heads right now saying we don't know any pattern failures. Now, that doesn't mean at 80,000 miles you're going to start doing fluids and you're going to start replacing belts and hoses and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's on every car. But, but to the same token, we couldn't have picked better cars than you've picked already. Uh, now, the one problem I have is I am 410. So I'm very short, and um, is there one that I don't know if you're, you know, you know about, uh, about how or, high the seats go, or I just have to go and check them all out. I would go and I would go and drive them and just see what feels best to you. Uh-huh. Um, I know even you know they have those little seat cushion pads too that you can put on your back or on the seat that are really nice. That yeah. pushes you forward yeah, just a little that, bit if you find yeah. something. Yeah, I would just go drive it, adjust the seat to where you feel comfortable, and drive it and see what feels best. And and here's the deal: you don't want it. To, you don't want to have one where you're driving your accelerator with your toes because that's going to take a, a toll on your hips and your knees mm-hmm. and stuff. You need to have the heel on the ground, and you need to be able to push with your toes. So, really. Push the seat all the way forward. See how you like it. And if you have to back it up a few steps, then that's the car. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, with respect to the seats. Yeah. Anyway, got to run, Jane. But thank you. That was an interesting comment. Bob, you stay right there. And we have open lines 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. You got one in four chance. We'll be back. Mark Levin sees weakness. Did you know that we've given $8 billion to the Taliban since our surrender two years ago? I didn't know that. $8 billion? No wonder our enemies think we're weak, because we are. No wonder our enemies on the move, because now's the time. They're not stupid. Stupid is the people who vote for Joe Biden and the Democrats. That's stupid. Mark Levin, weeknights at 9 on Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot. Heart failure, carpal tunnel syndrome, shortness of breath, stomach issues, lower back pain. How does it all add up? If you have heart failure and any of those seemingly unrelated symptoms sound familiar, it's time to talk with your cardiologist and get the full picture. They may add up to transthyretin amyloid cardiomyopathy. ATTRCM is a rare and underdiagnosed disease. Recognize the signs and discuss them with your doctor soon. Learn more at connectwithyourheart.com. That's connectwithyourheart.com. Sponsored by Pfizer. This is Joe Cordell of Cordell & Cordell. Men. You fought hard for the role that you play in your children's lives. This Father's Day, Cordell & Cordell celebrates you the entire month of June. Join us every Friday for our live webinar series, Father's Fridays. There you'll receive much useful information from our panel of speakers. To register, go to CordellCordell.com slash Father's Day. Schedule an appointment with one of Cordell & Cordell's Phoenix area attorneys, Joseph Cordell, licensed in Missouri and Illinois only. CordellCordell.com. We're here early before they wake up. We stay late. We stay informed. We invest in the latest technology. We take the time to train the next generation of doctors and nurses. We work together to make sure we heal their bodies and their minds. We do this not because it's our job, but because this is about our veterans' lives. This is our mission. More than 300,000 of us working as one, together with families and loved ones. 
No matter where they live in this country, we'll be there. We all come together and stand together to serve our veterans. We stand strong, united. Stand with us in caring for our veterans. 43 minutes after the hour, 10 o'clock. Mark Salem sitting here with Andy, my daughter, who runs our automotive repair shop. But this show is not about our shop. It's about your car problems. So if you have a car problem, you want to run something by us, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. We're going to go to Bob right now. Bob, thank you for holding. How can we help you? Morning. So several months ago, my son was having a problem with his 2014 GMC with 140000 on 5.3 and he was having a shuddering like like you were going over a washboard road i mean it was bad but it wouldn't happen every day like maybe you know every second or third day okay so he took it to automatic transmission exchange and trey drove it and he couldn't get it to do that and he read the codes and he said it was a cylinder four misfire code not a transmission problem so he took it to kurtz and then kurtz kept it for a couple days and they got it to do it. They cleared the codes, and they chained, took the transmission pan off, and it was full of metal because the torque converter was disintegrating. Mm-hmm. So they changed the fluid, and they serviced the rear end, and they did some other stuff, which needed to be done. But then my son ended up going back to automatic transmission exchange, and then Trey had to replace the transmission. You cylinder misfires and transmission lock and unlock are two identical symptoms. Mm-hmm. And um, when you, w- I would have done the same thing. I would have plugged in a scanner. I would have watched the shift points from 1, 2, and 3, and 4. I would have looked at the RPM and the speed. I would have looked at pressure if that was available, but I'm not quite sure on your 14 that that is available. Um, and then it's hard to it's hard to go on a search and destroy mission because I w- wouldn't want it. My technician say, well, next thing we need to do is pull the oil pan. Then we need to flush the torque converter, and then we need to check the motor mounts, and then we need to look at that back tranny mount to make sure it's not transmitting this vibration throughout the whole car. Yeah, you're kind of be- between a rock and a hard spot. You had two choices: wait till it gets worse and easier to find, or go chase it. And uh, but I, you you always want to resolve the misfire issue before, of course, replacing a transmission. So and and they're very commonly mistaken whether it's by the owner shops, things like that. It, it happens. It happens to us. All, oh, it happens all the time. And I mean. so the misfire and the shift and the transmission, and you can't go by the mileage because I, I, I've objected publicly to anybody going by, well, at 140, your transmission's you know uh, been around the world six times. Let's replace it. That's just not good enough. My techs are not allowed to do that. We're not going to repair your car, replace or repair your car by guessing by golly. But what you talk about has happened at our shop and everybody else's mm-hmm. shop. The misfire and the transmission. Well, we, we those those camshafts we're doing on the GMs. Yeah, they, they cause all kinds of codes that are completely unrelated to a lobe that's been worn off. Yeah, and so we're. I think what happens here is as many times, including my own shop, we depend on the codes to at least give us direction. But there's a lot of time the code gives us direction, but it's telling us to go to Tucson and we need to go to Flagstaff. And so that's kind of what happens. I, I, I don't know what else to tell you, but I know that I've walked in those shoes, and I know our shop walks in those shoes, and it could happen once a year, two times a year. Or it could happen once every two years, but it, it happens where we misdiagnose it. Um, but I, I don't even know if it's, I mean, 
Is it really even a misdiagnosis? You're right. It, if there was a misfire and it was fixed, then well, there was yeah, two and, problems. And then he drops the pan and sees that there's metal. So at the end, he would still have been in the same boat. But I guess doing more, um, you know, finding out for sure is, is probably a better thing. Yeah. You know, pulling the pan is, yeah, yeah, it's more money and you've spent more time, but you're verifying that 100% it needs to be done. But a pan full of metal is only about half the time. There's clutch material in there and there's going to be some metal flakes. So if you pull the pan and you lose four, five, six quarts and you look at the, you look at it and you go, this is kind of a normal setting. Yeah. You know, that's For the age tough and part. mileage and stuff like that. It's not abnormal. Right. But on the other hand, you take it apart and there's tablespoons of ground up metal and yeah. clutch materials in piles underneath the clutch packs, you go, okay, well, yeah. this is the issue. Yeah. So it's tough. It's tough, Bob. I, I, I'm sorry that you had that problem, but it's a, uh, it's something that uh, there's, there's no way around it. Yeah. So thank right. you. F- thank you for bringing that up to me, but I, I don't have an answer for you other than to tell you that diagnosis is sometimes, and, and it's, for us, we do that not often. I'm proud to say not often. But we have diagnosed it as a misfire, and it wasn't. We have diagnosed it as a bad tire, and it wasn't. We've diagnosed it as an exhaust system hum, and it wasn't an exhaust system hum. The, the, and I'm not saying that that's recently. I'm just saying those are ones that are on the top of my hard drive right now. Yeah. And that happens. But anyway, thanks very much, Bob. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. One of the shops uh, in the central Phoenix area, I-17 in Bell Road, is Kurt's Auto Repair. I'm really proud to be a part of his family operation in the sense that we tell people that if you live in the area of I-17 in Bell Road and you don't already have a repair shop that you really love, then try Kurt's. I've been talking to Kurt on a regular basis for the last 15 years. We met when I sent a lady to him, because I had heard he was a good shop. I sent a lady to him who had been told she needed a new engine. Kurt replaced the oil pressure switch and gave her the truck back and promised her she didn't need a new engine and the oil light wouldn't come back on. And she called me a week later and she says, what a wonderful man he is. I've had a lot of calls like that about Kurt's. They just know the answer, and they know how to find the answer, and they're not going to tell you, well, before I can fix your misfire, I need to replace all your spark plugs and all your your uh, your ignition wires, and I need to rebuild your carburetor, and I need to clean, do a, an injector flush. It's not that way with car repair, and it's not that way at Kurtz. So that's I-17 and... Uh, and uh, I-17 and Bell. Bell. And I'm sitting here looking at the clock wondering how close I am. Oh, no. <laughs> to the end. Fine. And so 602-508-0960 if you have a car or a question or if you, I mean, we take motorhomes and trailers and golf carts and lawnmowers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, we, what kind of oil do I use on my lawnmower? It depends on how much blue smoke's coming out of the exhaust pipe. The, uh, the more blue smoke that's coming out of the exhaust pipe, you go from 30 weight to 40 weight to 50 weight. And that should control the smoke. But it's embarrassing to be mowing your grass and having your neighbors all come out and this blue smoke is being emanated from your from your <laughs> lawnmower and they all go in and start shutting all their windows because you're out there fogging for mosquitoes with your with your lawnmower. <laughs> Who's on the phone, Gil? Say hello to Larry. Larry, good morning. Good morning. I I'm a shuttle driver, so I, I hear you every Saturday. I really enjoy your um you had many uh, times when you've talked about oil and the different types, but I've never heard you talk about the the filter. If you go
going 15,000 miles on an oil change, do you need to change the filter in between? And is there any difference in filters? Okay. That's a great question. I'm going to change it, though, just slightly. Mark, how often does your shop have a problem that's related to an oil filter that's plugged up? And Andy? Never. (laughs) (laughs) Never is the right answer. Never. First of all, the filter will filter till it plugs up, but then it's going to bypass, and the oil is going to come into the filter and go right back to the engine. We don't have anything to know that. But as far as a filter being plugged up, what oftentimes you take the filter off, and the top of it's full of what looks like custard. And then you start looking around, and you see uh, evidence of oil uh, and water and foam and all this other kind of stuff. But to be honest with you, the filters of today are certainly the very best filters we've ever had, and they're certainly capable of going 7, 10, 12, 15,000 miles. No problem at all. Yeah. And, and you know what? If I were you, I'd buy the cheapest I could find. I'd buy really? the cheapest. Absolutely. Yeah, I'll tell you what, take a little scale with you and we'll start weighing them. <laughs> and you're going to find oh. out they all weigh the same. They have the same amount of paper. They have the same backflow valve. They have, they have the can is the same. The gasket's the same. There's no real difference. Okay. I'm so, an old white-haired guy, and I remember the days when you could put a, a roll of toilet paper in. <laughs> well, that was if you were driving a motorhome that had no bathroom. <laughs> I'm teasing you. I'm te- and, folks, what he's talking about, he's right. In the old days, you could take the – they had a big canister, and they had a wing nut on the top with the lid with an O-ring. So you're going to change the filter. You take the wing nut off, you take the lid off, and you pull out this – thing covered in chocolate custard yeah and then you'd put well there was a couple of guys that said well i want to try a roll of toilet paper well it worked pretty damn good the problem with the roll of toilet paper is because the paper wasn't contained in a can like a filter is that pieces of those that would would end up in other places and that caused problems as well but but really and truly as far as the filter is concerned i think we sell champ or what do we sell? No, uh, Pronto. Pronto. So we're buying Pronto oil filters, and I truly don't know who makes those. But Champ's a good one. Delco's a good one. Mopar's a good one. Ford's a good one. But there isn't a Ford factory that makes that. It's kind of like oil. Mobile Shell, Phillips 66, and Chevron make all the oils for the United States. Yeah, most right. of your shops are going to carry you know, a certain line of oil filters. I mean, you're not really stocking a bunch of different brands. brands. You're just kind of... You have one that works good and universal, and and we're and and really and truly, we're not going to have a filter for the Nissan and the Toyota and the and the uh, Hyundai and the Kia. We're not going to have that. We're going to look in our book, and our oil company, our oil filter company, makes an oil filter for that car. Yeah. So we rarely have to go to go to this what we call the second tier. Yeah. All righty. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome. You're welcome. It's, uh, you know, spark plugs in the old days were like 79 cents, and today they can be $10, $20. Oh, yeah. Easy. 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 But they're 100,000 miles or, or even higher than yeah. that. And they're high energy ignition. So in the old days, you had 15,000 volts, and today you have enough volts to make you pee your pants. Yeah. So if you get bit by t- a, a car of today, it hurts. Where in the days of old, long before you were alive, you went to the fair. 
and there was a six-cylinder engine there, and the guy had a big crowd around him, and he's talking and jabbering and everything with his microphone. So he says, watch this, and so he starts this six-cylinder engine up, and he reaches down with his fingers, and you can see as he touches, and the spark plug wires are connected to the spark plug, but no boot. Mm -hmm. So he touches the spark plug wires, and then he touches the engine, and he kills the engine. And and, and it was amazing to see it. Everybody wanted to see that guy at the fair. Mm -hmm. I tell people today, you'd never do that because it would hurt so bad. (laughs) Because back then it was 15,000 volts, and today it might be 150,000 volts. But it's not big amperage. The amperage is what really hurts you, but voltage stings you. So in the old days, that's what we saw at the fair. And and then you had all kinds of people that were put, the, you know, half the motor had spark plugs and half it didn't. And then he'd say, these three are Autolite and these three are some other yuck brand. And, and look at, I take these three apart and look at the RPMs, 400. And I take these apart and look at the RPMs, it's 600. Well, at the same time, he disconnected a vacuum line that <laughs> caused a loss of RPM. <laughs> and so it was just a big tricky-dicky kind of thing, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, sounds like it. <laughs> so anyway, we don't have any callers, do we, Gil? Can we just laugh for the rest of the hour? <laughs> Lines are open. We're going to be here for another hour. So if you'd like to join us, the number is 602-508-0960. You have a one in five chance right now, 602-508-0960. And I'll get it right because my, my left brain's doing this and my right brain's doing that. There's what If you can think about it, what is it that one thing that we have the f- most front counter conversations about is it tires is it brakes is it oil changes is it maintenance schedules um and 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 you know what what kind of front and you're on the front counter a lot yeah i i would say um well a big topic is is maintenance okay um i think a lot of people you know get estimates for a lot of maintenance and they're trying to decipher do i need to spend this money do i not um, that kind of a thing. Our approach has kind of always been, um, look at the fluids, not necessarily just by mileage. So look at your coolant. Does it look good? Is it, you know, testing good? All of that kind of stuff. Um, if it looks good, smells good, all of that tastes good, then, uh, yeah. <laughs> we have leave a, it in your vehicle. <laughs> we have a couple of, of technicians that might taste it. <laughs> a Ron might taste it. <laughs> the old gray-haired guys, Eddie, might taste it. <laughs> yeah, and, and, but the no. thing of it is, you wouldn't. You, you'd say to him, "How do you know?" And there's no way he could know the taste of anything. But, no, but yeah. they they throw that out there just for the effect of you know getting. And, and the young technicians are going. What did he just do? Yeah. So I think I think a lot of it is just that or people have gotten um, estimates from other shops and, you know, just want second opinions. Um, and what percentage of the time, we don't have much time, what mm-hmm. percentage of the time do we agree with the other percent or with the other, with, with that kind of thing? I'm thinking it's north of 60. That we agree? Yeah, that we agree that the diagnosis, that leaves 40% of them that we don't agree that this diagnosis is going to fix this problem. And if you don't like my 60-40, then uh, pick one. I, I don't I don't know that it's... I don't know. All right, you'll have time to take okay. care of it because we're going to take a break in four seconds, three seconds, <laughs> two seconds. Back to you, Gil. <laughs> 